Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, ladies. What's up? This is our first bonus of 2021. Where's a theremin when you need it? Wow, wow, wow. That's what the studio is missing. (gasps) You know, while we're not there is a theremin. Could you imagine how much fun all the ghosts in Tiffany's house would have it? Fuck yourself hard. (laughs) Oh, I would purposely break into Tiffany's house to play it at 11 p.m. Oh, my God. If you woke up my child, first of all, death. She'll be fine. I'll, I'll bring her ice cream. She'll be completely occupied. Matt oh might God. shoot me. <laughs> Not it's a fan fine. of this plan. Everything sounds like it's going to work out great. Ugh. This is fine. So this month, back on track, ladies, we don't have a theme. We said, let's just do a bonus episode. Everybody bring a story. So... We did. We did. And mine is a shorty. So I'm going to start you off with a little pre-game. Oh, you're just jumping on in there, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's short. You won't feel much, but I'm trying. I'm warming you up. Let's do it. There's a lot of innuendos in there that I don't have time to figure out. What what are you bringing us today, Tiffany? So we're going to get in our way back machines and go back to 1508. Wow. Why? Because in 1508 in Atun, France, there was a trial held where rats were put on trial for eating barley. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. There were rats on trial? There were rats on trial for eating barley. Oh, right. Is, is that where the term calling someone a dirty rat comes from? I don't think so, but... I think that came from the plague. Probably. Probably. That would make a lot more sense, but you know, logic. (laughs) So there was at a time whenever animals were put on trial, which was a common thing. There were a lot of pigs put on trial. Like whenever you look up animal trials, there's a picture of a pig on stand. But this was a common practice. And there was Pope Leo the 13th, I think. X is a 10, right? Yes. I'm smart. Came up with exorcisms of animals to try and rid them of demons when they were put on trial. Hey, Jesus did that, but opposite. Then the Bishop of Lausanne, Lausanne, cursed creatures. He actually excommunicated them, which, you know, if your pig does something wrong or if bear bites or baby cub bites or dog, well, I don't know where I got bear from, a dog bites your kid, just excommunicate them from the church. It's fine. They'll stop excommunicate the bear dog from the church uh-huh bear man pig that's probably where you got it so what do they do with cats is that why they made violin strings from them wait what oh you didn't know that violins in ye olden days the strings were made from cat gut ew which is why i took personal offense when a friend once told me hey when your cats die you can just have them made into uh. violin string and that way you can still hear them talk to you and i was like fuck off sir that's what that comment that meant was bad but also kind of funny um so anyway <laughs> i mean if you heard my cat meow at me which why would you i edited it out of the podcast um it sounds roughly like a bad violin <laughs> so this small town in france was having trouble with the rats eating their barley crops and it got so bad that they were they could barley handle it oh fuck. <laughs> oh no so what do you do when the rats eat all your crops? Why you ask? Are you, you say all oh, rats? <laughs> oh my god! You put them on trial. <laughs> so when you're put on trial, what do you usually have with you? 
a lawyer. A lawyer. A lawyer. So the lawyer assigned to the rats was Bartholomew de Chazinet. Sure. Wikipedia has a bunch of different names for him, but that's the most common one. So he took this as like a, you know what? If I'm going to represent these rats, I'm going to do it right. So the first day of trial, the rats fail to appear. Oh my God. I know. But Chazinet, Chazinet, JC Chazet (laughs) pointed out that the summons was invalid because his clients were not pack animals intended to live alone. So therefore, each client had to be served individually. (laughs) I love lawyers. Uh (laughs) Even in the, what, 1800s? 1500s. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Isn't it amazing? So they were like, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll post summons at all the churches in the neighborhood and neighboring towns <laughs> because that's where you went. Like hear everybody ye, went to the church. Hear ye, send us your rats. <laughs> what are they just assuming that like the demons that inhabit these rats not only read instructions but will follow them? I guess. But shocker, second court date, rats don't appear. Wow. That's a clean court. Does that mean there's a warrant out for their arrest? Because that's how that works now. Well, not yet. Because as their lawyer, J.C. Chazé, points out, the unpaved roads and unlit roads were dangerous for rats. I mean, there were cats and dogs and hostile people. Like, their life was endangered trying to get to the courthouse. And if, even today, if you are summoned to court, but your life is in danger getting there, you don't have to show up. Like, you're justified not being there. Sounds like a excuse that would be used more often. Well, I think you have to have I proof. feel like, yeah, like you have to have like a doctor's note that you're bleeding out to not have to show up type deal. That could be arranged. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> but or like if you're fear for your life because the mob's after you. Sorry, I couldn't make it out. There are people watching my house and that can be arranged. Oh, well, I got hoes in different area codes. We're all in the same area code. What are you talking Ashley's about? Ashley's not. Don't don't put me in your fancy area code. <laughs> I'm in the same one. Tip. Never mind. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so third court summons happens. Let me guess. The rats don't show. We have no records. We have no. <laughs> nobody knows the record. There's no record on what happened to the rats. Oh no. Yeah. So all we know cat is cat mafia. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. The cat mafia. destroyed the records. <laughs> <laughs> Made them swim with the fishes. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Basically, 1508, this guy worked the system and it was awesome. And I like to think that the rats got off scot free. So I hope they did. I know. I hope they but just ran you- to the next town and ate their wheat. I mean, some people aspire for, you know, riches or fame or being good at their job. I want to handle something ridiculous like that as well as that person Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Like, he put his all into it and he was like, haha, you guys gave me this crap Oh, case. wait. I handle this podcast. Oh. True. Ow. But do you do it as well as he did? I feel like I'm doing a fantastic yeah, job. 
I feel like she is too. But you, you, you made a sassy comment. I was just making one back. No, yeah, uh, that was deserved. But yeah, the retort <laughs> was deserved. But yeah, he makes me really happy, and I am very impressed with his ability to say "fuck you guys." I'm going to do this the right so way. So if I ever need a lawyer, I'm calling J.C. Chazé. Yes, I'm like I know how you handled the rats. Well, he died in I think 1541, but it's not fine. my J.C. Chazé, not your J.C. Chazé, Bartholomew Chazé. I'm talking about the uh, J.C. Chazé of Insync fame. Who? Oh, my God. Anyway, who's going next before we get angry with Rebecca? I'll go next. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I started researching mine and it no longer made sense, but it will make sense in Tiffany's brain. Oh, yes. Because it's a conspiracy oh, theory. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, can I just say real quick? I discovered today that I love conspiracy theories when it comes to things like flat earth or aliens or cults like all that is fun with all the conspiracy theories going around in real life right now i've decided that i like the fantastical ones and these ones out right now can go away far far away again there's a reason i like flat earth and not people who tell me vaccines don't work yeah moving on moving on conspiracy theory in 1899 nikola tesla claimed to received an electrical signal from aliens Hell yes! Which he discusses in his article, Talking with the Planets. He believed they originated from Mars and when he says they, I mean like the signals. Mm -hmm. The signals originated from Mars and that they meant a code and the code was repeating one, two, three, four. Original. This is a disclaimer. This like bounces all around the place or like the Philly experiment. So you kind of just have to stay with me. I'm with you. In 1954... Donald Kehoe reported that he had observed two satellites orbiting the Earth to the United States Air Force. This was weird because at this time, countries did not have the technology to launch a satellite into orbit. For reference, Sputnik 1, which as far as I can tell was the first satellite to be launched into orbit, was launched on October 4th, 1957 by the Soviet Union. The Pentagon denied having anything up in orbit at this time. Many conspiracy theories believe that Donald Kehoe observed the Black Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, not the Batman, the Black Knight. He's the Dark Knight, but okay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm making the distinction. Because like some of my searches, I was like, this isn't even the same thing. Why am I getting a review on Bat? Never mind. So many conspiracy theories believe that Keo observed the Black Knight, a satellite of unknown origin, and that Tesla received radio signals from in 1899. Oh, oh, is there time travel? Or do they think it took that long to circle back around? They just think two people observed the same thing at two different times. Okay. So since Nikola Tesla, there are other reports of weird radio waves being received. In my opinion, they were probably FRBs. For the sake of the argument, we're going to say they're aliens. In February of 1960, Time reported that a dark object was spotted by the U.S. Navy. While initially thought to be a Soviet spy satellite, it was later confirmed that what was observed was the remains of an Air Force Discoverer 8 satellite that had gone astray. No, I couldn't find the original article of the Time magazine. Just FYI, I looked. I would have had to pay for an antique. Wasn't about to do that. I'm sorry. I love you. That's fine. That's fine. Just for the proof that it's aliens. Right. So one source I found stated that the dark object was actually a satellite sent up by the United States to spy on Russia. And by one source, I mean like one person said that, but I couldn't find someone to second that opinion. Just 
FYI. I don't cover conspiracy theories as well as Tiffany does. Yeah, you got to put your whole heart into it and just believe it without any references or sources. And that's how you join a cult. But this is the beginning of the Black Knight satellite, a satellite that is believed to be of alien origin, considering it was not only first discovered in 1954, and by first discovered, I mean like first visually observed in 1954 when we didn't have satellites, and that the satellite orbits, like they believe the Black Knight orbits in retrograde, which means it orbits opposite the rotation of the Earth, which again... At that time, we didn't have the technology to do. Again, Rachel will show up in my DMs if I'm wrong about this. (laughs) But this all points to one very obvious fact. Aliens. NASA is covering something up. Yes! Sort of like the moon landing. (laughs) Sort of like a lot of conspiracy theories. In 1963, an astronaut, Gordon Cooper, reported to have observed a UFO during an orbit in Mercury 9. However, neither NASA's mission transcripts or Cooper's copies of the same transcripts showed evidence of him making such a report. Suspicion? Suspicion? Question dot? Question? I need to leave these to Tiffany. Um, in 1973, Duncan Lunan analyzed radio echoes received and speculated that they originated from that thing, quote unquote, in the sky. He claimed the thing was a 13,000-year-old alien probe. It supposedly originated from the solar system of the star Epsilon Boiotis. I really hope I pronounced it correctly because it's spelled B-O-O with a umlaut T-I-S. So it looks like Buddhist. <laughs> Buddhist. But it's not pronounced that way. He also claimed that the echoes said the following. Ooh. Our home is Epsilon Boiotis. This is a double star. We live on the sixth planet of seven. Check that, the sixth of seven, counting outwards from the sun, which is the larger of the two stars. Our sixth planet has one moon. Our fourth planet has three. Our first and third planet each have one. Our probe is the orbit of is in the orbit of your moon. So it sounds like an alien is communicating with this guy and isn't good with directions. Oh my gosh. No, I want to go find this place now. He gave, I'm sure he gave, Mm. You want to find the black knight that's orbiting around the earth and or the moon? I feel like if I got really high, I would be able to find this place they're talking about. I'm pretty sure the people who were finding this were kind of also maybe high. Kind of also maybe high. Um, Yeah, it sounds like one of those code puzzles where it's like Susie had five apples and Johnny had four apples, but altogether there were 16 apples. So what happened to the other seven apples? See, meanwhile, that translation of what um, Lunan received just sounds like Tiffany trying to explain the Philly experiment to me where she's like over explaining details that aren't really relevant. Oh, they were all super relevant. It's like this one has four four moons, but this one only has one sort of like ours. And this one is X distance from here and da 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 from here. And it's like that have you never wanted to throw somebody off your tracks? You give over details for them to try and process. Yeah, how I live my life. However, Lunan later retracted his statement claiming that he made outright errors and was using scientific methods incorrectly. What? Uh, no, I don't believe that. The government's trying to keep him quiet. Mm-hmm. But theorists today believe that the message he received is specifically talking about the Black Knight. Yes. It makes perfect sense. Not say it like Black Knight. Sort of like the Black Mamba from Megamind. (laughs) Black Mamba. Anyway, during the 1998 
STS-88 mission, a photograph was captured that contained space debris. At least that was the official story. Many use this photo as visual evidence of the Black Knight existing. So when you Google the Black Knight, this is the photo that you see. It is literally just one photo of something in space with the Earth in the background. And the Earth happens to be around, but that are that is two separate episodes. They're both Googling it now. Uh-huh. Well, mine comes up with some... That is not Batman. That's from Monty Python. The Black Knight? Ooh, I see. Well, it shows the Black Knight from Monty Python. Black Knight. Merely a flesh wound. I don't know what my cookies are doing, but I definitely saw like Batman reviews when I was doing this. Interesting. So I definitely see the space debris you're talking, or quote, space debris you're talking about. That's totally the Black Knight. Uh, For sure. That is a spaceship if I have ever seen one. So the official story is that the Black Knight is actually space debris. So while many use the photo that you guys just searched as evidence of the Black Knight existing, when in reality, the Black Knight picture is probably a photo of a thermal blanket that was lost during an EVA, which stands for extravehicular activity, <laughs> what I'm certain Tiffany would think is something else, <laughs> not spacewalking. I mean, never mind. <laughs> um, but it was the EVA by Jerry L. Ross and James H. Newman. In 2017, it's believed that recorded footage shows that a rocket, again, this is one story I found on one YouTube video on the YouTubes. In 2017, it's believed that a rec- that recorded footage shows a rocket that was launched by the Illuminati destroying the Black Knight. Oh, see, there's your proof. No. Why would the Illuminati want to ruin the Black Knight? We are not here to question what the Illuminati does. That's not our place. Mm, Stay tuned. That's foreboding. So remember the initial reporter of the Black Knight in like 1954? Yeah. So skeptics noticed, noted that Kehoe had been promoting a UFO book at the time and the news stories were likely, you know, tongue in cheek and not intended to be taken seriously and more for propaganda. And he later revoked his story anyway. Mm-hmm. But that being said, many people, many people, most of which are on the internet, believe that the Black Knight still orbits our Earth and that it uh, is of ancient alien descent and that NASA is keeping us from knowing about it. <gasps> well, if that's the case, uh, alien race that inhabits the Black Knight, hit your girl up because I could use a little vacation right now. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget about me. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I've got another alien to keep on my radar the black knight the black knight is there any like pattern to these spottings or is it just sporadic as far as i can tell sp- very sporadic and this one was interesting because it seemed like people took a bunch of isolated instances that weren't related at all and use it all to explain this existence of one thing i followed that sounds about right thanks internet Big shout out to a fan who suggested this to us. Hey. I like that. Kudos, fan. You, I like you. <laughs> Kudos, fan. Uh, my topic was kind of suggest. well, was it mm, words? <laughs> my topic was shared by a fan in our Facebook group. So not explicitly like, hey, you should cover this on the show, but that's where I learned about it. So our dear friend Jacob, if any of you are in the group, and yes, I got his permission to give him a shout out, shared this on one of the many things that he shares in there that keep us all occupied. So uh, 
I was intrigued. Which, by the way, if you haven't joined them on Facebook, I would say us, but I nuked my Facebook a long time ago. Fair. I hear it's hot. It's like the place to be on the Facebook. It's pretty fun. So like maybe it's, you should check it out. It is. And uh, Jacob is like the Ladies of Strange Facebook like guru savant. He is, he is the group. He is what holds our group together and he is the heart and soul of it. Mm -hmm. We love him. So shout out to you, Jacob. TLDR, he posts a lot of content that we appreciate a lot. (laughs) Pretty much. And this is one of the tales that he posted for us. On April... What are dates? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing doing you great justice there, Jacob. On April 4th, 1942, a young bear cub was purchased at a railway station in Hamadan, Iran by Polish corp who had been evacuated from the Soviet Union. Polish soldiers encountered a young Iranian boy who had found a bear cub who he believed mother had been attacked by hunters. One of the civilian refugees in their midst, 18-year-old Irina Bokowitz, was enamored immediately by the bear cub. She convinced one of the lieutenants to purchase him in exchange for some Persian coins, a portion of chocolate, a Swiss army knife, and a tin of beef. Amazing. (laughs) Um, The bear spent the next three months in a Polish refugee camp that was established near Tehran. And in August, the bear was donated to the second transport company, which later became the 22nd Artillery Supply Company and was named... Hold on, I have a pronunciation up to make sure I say it correctly. Wojtek. Oh, okay. Which is spelled with a W and a J. If okay. you can imagine, W-O-J-T-E-K. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Southern. Question, question about all this. He was donated. So does, is he no longer with the girl who was enamored with him? No. He was donated to another group of soldiers. So Wojtek is a nickname from Wojtek. To check. I <laughs> see <laughs> so you didn't look up a pronunciation for that one. Nope. I, I didn't look up the pronunciation. Jacob sent it to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which roughly translate to happy warrior or joyous soldier. So cute. Wojtek initially had problems swallowing and was fed condensed milk from an old vodka bottle. And he, as he grew, he was also given fruit, marmalade, honey, and syrup, and was often rewarded with beer, which quickly became his favorite drink. <laughs> Good soldier. <laughs> Same. Um, he later also enjoyed smoking, but really mainly eating cigarettes, as well as drinking <laughs> coffee with the soldiers in the morning. I've heard of this bear. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where have I heard of this bear? It was on a YouTube channel. I- I don't know. I heard of it from Jacob. But this bear is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. He would also sleep with the soldiers to help keep them warm and enjoyed wrestling with them in their downtime. Oh, my God. Can I have a bear? Can we have a bear? No. Yes. No. You no. Two out of three said yes. It's happening. I'm going to have you guys watch a documentary. No. If my husband wasn't straight, I would say I already have one. (laughs) Um. You can keep that one. (laughs) (laughs) The soldiers also taught him to salute when greeted or a higher ranking officer came into the area. Oh, my God. Um, He became an attraction for soldiers and civilians alike and soon became the unofficial mascot of all the units stationed nearby. With the 22nd Company, he moved to Iraq, then Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. While he, while in Egypt, Wojtek needed all the refreshing liquids he could find due to the sweltering heat. 
And according to Brendan Foley, an author who uh, helped produce a film based on Wojtek's life, the bear would chase after oranges that the men used for grenade practice. Oh, he learned how to break into the communal shower huts and turn the shower on on his own, which turned out to be a problem because the water was rationed and he would just go and sit (laughs) under the shower. So sometimes it would result in water shortages, which is not good in the sweltering heat of the desert. No, but the bear's fine. So the the men even taught him to pick up new recruits and hold them upside down by their boots to make them think that they were being attacked and to see how they would react. Oh, my God. Am I in charge of the bear? I love him so much. Gus. Hey, hey, Gus. I need you to wake up for a second and listen. Can can you learn how to hold strangers by their ankles to see how they would react? Oh my god, this no, bear. no. He's like, not today, mom. I found a good napping spot. Yeah, he's in a box. So from Egypt, the corps was resigned to fight alongside the British Eighth Army in the Italian campaign. Regulations for the British transport ship, which was to carry them to Italy, forbade any mascots or pets on board. But but he's our bear. He is their bear. So they officially drafted Wojtek into the Polish army as a private, <gasps> and he was listed among the soldiers of the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. Yes. <laughs> he was an enlisted soldier yes. with his own paybook, rank, and serial number. And he lived with the other men. He had to live with the other men in tents or special wooden crates, which were transported by truck. Oh, my God. Uh, during the Battle of Monte... I always want to say Monte Cristo. Uh, <laughs> Monte Cassino. Wojtek helped his unit to convey ammunition by carrying 100-pound crates of 25-pound artillery shells. Uh, he would carry boxes that would normally require four men. And then he would stack them onto a truck. <laughs> What a good boy. The service at Monte Cassino earned his promotion to the rank of corporal. And in recognition of Wojtek's popularity, a depiction of a bear carrying an artillery shell was adopted as the official emblem of the 22nd Company. I'm so in love. (laughs) After the end of World War II, Wojtek was transported to Berkshire, Scotland with the rest of the company. They were stationed at Winfield Airfield on Sunwick Farm, uh, which was a village... Which was a village, (laughs) (laughs) apparently. Uh, He soon became popular among local civilians and the press, and the Polish-Scottish Association made him an honorary member. Following the demobilization on November 15th, 1945, Wojtek was given to the Edinburgh Zoo, where he spent the rest of his life. He was often visited by journalists and former Polish soldiers, some of whom would toss cigarettes in for him to eat so he could remember his time in the army. He passed away December of 1963 at the age of 21 or 22. And at the time of his death, he weighed 490 pounds and was over six Holy and a half feet tall. Holy crap. That's a big bear. Yeah. Wow. And can you imagine him just like tromping around with these soldiers? Okay. look, That's a hell of a hazing ritual. Oh my God. Yes. I would fall for it. I'd be like, I'm enlisting to go fight with this bear. Look, I can like, he's cool with people. So I could just go like snuggle with him and he'll keep me warm. Right. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Like, right. And could you imagine being like the enemy and you're like, we've got this. Is that a fucking bear? Like, I'd be so thrown off and I I would just, I, I would ask to change teams. 
I want to snuggle the bear. And then he also asked that I do a quick little shout out to Winnipeg, the Canadian army bear. Wait, what? And I did not have a chance to really dive into it, but she is a female black bear that lived in the London Zoo. And she was rescued by a veterinarian, Harry Kolenborm. And it's a similar backstory. Um, While he was en route to report to the Canadian Army Veterinarians Corps um, as part of an expeditionary force, he purchased the bear cub for $20 at a train stop. Um, Again, they think that the mother was killed and the baby couldn't survive by themselves, by herself, excuse me. And he named her Winnipeg or Winnie for short after his home city of Winnipeg, Manitoba. She accompanied him. I've been there. To Canada? Yes. What? what? I've been I've been to Winnipeg. Well, what? Interesting factoid you will learn in just a moment that Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I got the sassy Ashley. No, it's it's interesting. Um so he followed he stayed with she, excuse me, Winnipeg the bear, stayed with him all the way as he traveled to England. And before he left for France, he realized that it wasn't fair to this bear to just be like trompsing her around. So he left her with the London Zoo. Although her eventual destination was to be at the, it's Assinboine, A-S-S-I-N-B-O-I-N-E. All I'm right. not, you're gonna, no. The zoo in Winnipeg at the, <laughs> But at the end of the war, they decided that she should stay at the London Zoo because she was already so loved and comfortable there. So and among one of her fans was A.A. Mine's son, Christopher Robin. <gasps> who con- Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Is this where Winnie the Pooh yes. comes from? <gasps> Is that what Winnie means? Is it short Winnipeg. for Winnipeg? Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> So her son, Christopher Robin, changed the name of his own teddy bear from Edward Bear to Winnie the Pooh. And that would inspire the inspirations for his father's story of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. Oh, my God, my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she passed of natural causes. And her skull is now on display at the Odontological Museum at the Royal College of Surgeons Hunitarians in London. Oh, what a bag. So that was just a quick little side note that he asked me to throw in there. Little Winnipeg. No, that's that's perfect. That was relevant information everybody needs in their right? life. So now everybody knows that... Winnie the Pooh was based on Winnipeg, the female bear, and little baby Christopher Robin. That's amazing. And I love it so much. Jacob, you're a gem of a human being. Right. Yeah, I can't take credit for that one. We love you. I'm just the courier. Speaking of, we need to send him a carrier pigeon. Right. Yes, we did have that. (laughs) I hope this carrier pigeon finds you well. Thank you greatly for the bear stories. (gasps) Oh, I have ideas. Oh, my goodness. So uh, join us on Facebook. Come meet Jacob for yourselves and send us stuff you want us to talk about. And we'll probably do it. Absolutely. We like when you guys give us ideas. And if you want Rebecca specifically to talk about it, send it to the Instagram or Twitter because I won't see it otherwise. (laughs) We can pass along the message. And, you know, there's always the email. But we'll go through this in in a minute. (laughs) Okay. Fair for fair. Well, on that note, we're going into February, guys. We got this. It has to look up. Stay strong. Stay strong. (laughs) And join us on Facebook. And remember, (laughs) everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. 
if you have any questionable topics or, you know, fun animal stories you just want to share with us, you can find us at The Ladies of Strange and pretty much all the things. Um, links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com. Again, searching for us will yield results. You'll find us, I promise. Or you can do it the ye olden fashioned way and send us a carrier pigeon via email at theladiesofstrange <laughs> at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, just tell your friends about us. We greatly appreciate it. And we love you. Keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. I want to go hug Bye. Winnie. I know. I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs>